The second section of Psalms, known as the Exodus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauling in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms and let's discover what God has for us along the way. Our psalm today really picks up where the last one left off. We've been studying Psalm 54 and uh, finding some encouragement, how to keep from getting bitter when you've been betrayed. Well, when you come to Psalm 55, that same theme is discovered. In fact, Psalm 55 is believed to have been written during the rebellion of Absalom and the betrayal of Ahithophel. Do you remember Ahithophel? Ahithophel was David's dear friend. He was a near counselor. He was a man that David had put tremendous confidence in. And in the end, Ahithophel betrayed him. He turned on David. So now David is dealing with betrayal in his family and from a friend. You want to talk about a double blow. You want to talk about a man who really is hurting. That's David when he writes Psalm 55. He begins this way, Give ear to my prayer, O God. And hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. Doesn't that sound like the words of a hurting man? Did you know there are hurting people everywhere? And maybe you're hurting today. I want you to know if you're hurting, you are not the only person that's hurting, but you are not alone. I don't mean simply that there are others hurting. I mean by that the God who knows everything knows your hurts and He hurts with you. The Bible says we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Listen to me, friend. He feels with you now. He feels your pain. The depth of David's pain turned to fear. Verse 4, he says, My heart is sore pained within me and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Sometimes disappointment turns into outright anxiety. Fear grips you. That is always a mark of the devil. Listen to what I just said. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So if fear has gripped your heart today, be very sure of this. It is your enemy. It is the accuser of the brethren that's trying to do that at this moment. I can prove it to you. If you go back to the book of Job, to Job 18 and verse 14, we read these words, His confidence shall be rooted out of his tabernacle, and it shall bring him to the king of terrors. Do you know who that's a reference to? It's Satan. It's the devil. The devil is the king of terrors. The head of all terrorism is the king of terrors. You see, what the devil wants to do is strike fear into every heart, especially the hearts, of those that have been given to God. Now let me give you some encouraging word. If you go to the New Testament, the Hebrews chapter 2, we read this of Christ. The Bible says that He through His death might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Isn't this wonderful? The devil is the king of terrors, but Christ is the king of all. 
He conquered fear when he conquered death, hell, and the grave. So there's no reason to fear the devil because Christ is greater. There's no reason to fear your circumstances because Christ is greater. There's no reason to even fear death because Christ is greater. What's the worst thing that could happen to a Christian? The worst thing that could happen is you die and go straight into the presence of a loving God for all eternity. I'm simply saying to you, let's get a divine perspective on this. Job had fear, but God was greater. David had fear, but God was greater. And you and I have fears, but God is greater. David expressed, I think, what so many of us have felt in verse 6. He said, And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. We all have this tendency to think, if I can just get away, if I can just get away from that person, if I can just get out of these circumstances, maybe a change of geography, a change of scenery, a change of circumstance is the answer. But when you come to the end of the psalm, you discover that that was not the victory. In fact, he says in verse 18, He that delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. In other words, it's not getting out of the battle. It's God delivering you right in the middle of your battle. It's not getting away from the storm. It is rather allowing Jesus to stand up in the middle of your storm and say, Peace be still. The peace is not in the absence of trouble. It's in the presence of God. The answer is not in getting rid of the person or the circumstance, uh, the betrayal, that has created all this uh, tumultuous uh, emotions in your heart and all of this fear in your soul. Rather, it is allowing the Lord to step into your circumstance. It is bringing it into the presence of God. You might think, well, if I could just fix this one thing or straighten out this one person. No. No, even if you could do that, there would be another thing. There would be another person. What you need is to discover the God who is able who is loving, who is kind, no matter what the person or what the circumstance you're dealing with. So what's the application? I want to challenge you to read all of Psalm 55. It's 23 verses long. But there's one basic application in the entire psalm. David brings it to God. He says in verse 17, Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. In other words, he's got a day of prayer here, doesn't he? Evening, morning, and noon. May I ask you a question? What would happen if we set aside a day to pray? What would happen if instead of living this day, just fussing about it or or dwelling on it, we simply said, I'm going to set aside a day to pray? You see, the sad times that come in life and the bad circumstances that come in life, in the words of Matthew Henry, are not there to bind, they are there to remind. They're not there to to restrict your life and close in on you and suffocate you. No, they're there to remind you that you need God, that you can't make it without God. And look, no one else can fix this for you. No one else can change the circumstance, but God is able. That's why when you come to the end of Psalm 55, you read these words, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Sounds a lot like Peter's inspired words in the New Testament, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Literally, roll it on Jesus. Is the burden heavy today? Is the grief too great to bear? Is the sadness just absolutely consuming you? Roll it on Jesus. Cast your burden on the Lord, 
Stop casting them on everybody around you. <laughs> Look, casting it on the preacher is not going to make you feel better. Casting it on your family is not going to make you feel better. And carrying it by yourself is not possible. So what can you do? Cast your burden on the Lord. The last verse says, But thou, O God, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. At some point, you've got to commend people to God and commit yourself to God. At some point, you've got to give things to the Lord and say, Lord, you take care of that. Paul said, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. You can't get bogged down there. You can't live in bondage to that. God said to the children of Israel, Ye shall hold your peace, and the Lord shall fight for you. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Be still and know that I am God. In other words, give your Absalom, your Ahithophel to God. Let God take care of them. And while you're at it, give yourself afresh anew to God. And say to the Lord, Lord, have all of me, the good, the bad, the ugly. And you will find that the Lord is able not only to sustain you, but to bring you out in great victory. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or more information on growing in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We would love to hear from you. From there, you may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey. Thank you.